my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Ma Show. I'm bringing you the latest information on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution. It's the biggest opportunity you'll ever see. I have to take a pause when I say that because I know that's a big claim. I get it. I understand. You're listening to me. Some, some of you are believing me because you've made a bunch of money and you see what it's going to do. And some of you think it's a scam, a joke, a, f- a fad, a fraud, whatever. <laughs> You're laughing. Um, but if you'd uh, just check your bias at the door and allow me just to kind of tell you some things, maybe you'll change your mind. Um, doesn't cost anything to hang out with me each and every week, but it could sure as heck make you something. So just uh, approach it with an open mind because, like I said, it is the biggest opportunity that you'll ever see. It's literally changing the world. Now, a lot of times, especially you know, when I talk to people in, in uh, America, in the developed world, Canada, um, et cetera, they say, Why? Why do we need cryptocurrencies? Like the dollar's fine, isn't it? Isn't everything fine? Like the dollar works good? What do I need cryptocurrencies for? It, it makes no sense. They're worthless, right? So um, what I like to do is um, I like to approach this from different angles. And if you tune in for the whole show, you get a whole wide range of, of topics regarding this. 
But I want to dig into the why. Why is this important? Because I think if you understand that, then you'll really be able to grasp what's going on. And so some of the biggest news that broke out this week, and each week I'm bringing you the latest news each week so you can stay in, in touch, so don't, don't miss. Uh, but this week, the biggest news was that the United States government, the BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, put out the new CPI numbers, that stands for Consumer Price Index, that's basically tells us what the inflation is, and told us that inflation is over 6%, which is a 30-year high, the highest it's been in 30 years. Now, a lot of you maybe that's not a surprise because you <laughs> notice that it costs twice as much to fill up your tank with gas or uh, your steak costs more or whatever. So maybe that's not a surprise to some of you and some of, them, uh, of you maybe it is. But basically, uh, inflation is, is, is a nuanced argument. It means a lot of things to, to a lot of people. But I like to go off of uh, Milton Friedman's uh, definition of that. And he says that inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. Always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. So inflation is caused by the money supply. That's what he's saying. Now, when the money supply increases, it's inflating like a balloon, right? You inflate the money supply. And when you inflate the money supply, it causes the prices of everything else to go up. So that's why he says inflation is always a monetary phenomenon. Now, you're being, uh, the media is gaslighting you. I just, uh, I've used that term for a long time. It started to get more and more popular, gaslighting. I recently had to go look it up and figure out what it was, and it's from some like old Victorian play where the uh, guy was turning down the gas lamps on his wife, and she was thinking it was like nighttime, and he was telling her it wasn't, and he was like making her insane by doing that. And that's what the media does to us. They're gaslighting us. They're saying, what you see isn't really what you see. What you hear isn't really, no, 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 it's not that. It's not that. But it's like, no, it, it, it is. I mean, I see it. No, 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 you don't see it. It's not what it is. Kind of like that's, that's where the term gaslighting comes from, just like the play. And that's exactly what's going on. And so, you know, um, they, our leaders now, our leaders now say that the inflation, the CPI is 6%, but that's gaslighting. Because as I said, like the gas in my car is double. Stakes up 20%. Um, used cars are up 35%. Natural gas is up 800%. Uh, lumber's up 300%. Um, fertilizer, which of course fertilizers needed to grow food, is up 1,000%. So, huh, 6%? <laughs> Where do they get that number? Well, they get that number by manipulating the numbers, okay? So before I get into the manipulating, but let me tell you why you should care about this. So, as the money supply goes up, it makes the, the price of all the goods and services go up, as I just said, gas, steak, milk, real estate, <laughs> etc. It's not really a matter of everything getting more expensive or your home becoming more valuable. What's happening is the dollars are becoming worth less and less and less. So every time they print more dollars, the existing dollars are worth less. And so when they say that we have 6% inflation, let's just Let's just use their numbers. That means in five years, six times five is 30, if I'm good at math. <laughs> That's a 30% loss in purchasing power. So that means if you had $100,000 in the bank today, in five years from now, you would still have 100000 in the bank, but it would only buy you $70,000 worth of goods and services in today's value. 
So you still have the same amount of dollars in the bank, but they buy less. They're worth less. And so what's happening is when the government's printing all this money, and so now the Biden admin is trying to push through another, uh, you know, three and a half trillion dollars of infrastructure spending. Now they're trying to get down up to two trillion dollars. But every time they print another trillion, it just steals, literally robs you of your purchasing power. And so that's a big deal. So when they say it's 6%, that's what that means to you. That means they're taking your purchasing power. And the problem is, is that this the 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 government has gotten themselves into this very sticky situation where now we have inflation is running rampant. They're saying, oh, it's it's transitory. It's going to go away. Um, they're saying that, oh, it's because of supply chains. And then as soon as supply chains get back, it's going to be fixed. But it's not. And I'm going to I'm going to explain to you why that's not the case. Before I do that, I just want to ex explain this is why Bitcoin, right? Inflation is always a monetary phenomenon. It's always caused by the inflation of the money supply. Nobody should have the power to steal wealth from me or you. No one should have the power to do that. That's theft. So the government knows that they can only raise taxes so much before the people revolt and and uh, and, and and throw you know throw a fit here. So you know fifty percent maybe if they they can tax the rich at sixty percent, but I mean before too much it, you know it, uh, people are going to flip out and uh, you know about half the people in the United States don't pay taxes anyway net net uh, taxes anyway, and so what they do is instead of raising taxes. They steal from you a different way, and that's by printing themselves more money. And not only does not only do they steal value from them yourselves that way, but then they print more money for themselves. They give it to the banks. The banks give it to their Wall Street buddies like BlackRock, and then BlackRock takes that money and goes and buys all the single-family homes across America at 35% over the market value. So not only are they stealing the value from your money, then uh, the money by printing it, then they give that printed money to BlackRock. They push the price of real estate up. So now two things happened. One, <laughs> they stole money from you and pushed the price of real estate up and made your dollars buy less at the same time. It's a double whammy. My dollars buy 20% less <laughs> and homes went up 20% at the same time. I'm getting screwed from both ends. No one should have the ability to do that. As long as one group of people have to trade their time for money, and another group of people have a money printer, it leads to slavery every single time. And that's why Bitcoin, I want to get more into uh, what they're doing to, to kind of steal your wealth. I want to tell you a report that came out by the IMF. The IMF is actually, they're kind of like the central bank above central banks. Um, there's a report that came out in 2015. I want to tell you about, uh, but then I want to tell you how we can not only uh, protect ourselves from this, but actually how we can benefit from this at the same time. Um, you might have a little hint, but that's what I'm going to tell you. By the way, uh, you're listening to the Mark Moss Show. We're, we're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. You know, We're talking about uh, this decentralized revolution. And really, I'm focusing on why. Why should we even care? Why is this opportunity so big? Why will it change the world? And, and, and why should you be listening to anything that I'm saying? So I want to tell you about that. Because I think um, if you understand that, then you can understand how big it is. You know, then you'll look past all these people that say it's a scam, it's a joke, it's a fraud, it's a whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but it's that big. Um, and you know, a lot of people think that we need inflation. We need the money supply to grow. If the money supply doesn't grow, how does the economy grow, they say? Well, I would just ask those people one simple question. Would you rather 
And I'll ask you, would you rather your money that you've worked for and saved, would you rather your money buy more goods and services in the future? Or would you rather your money buy less goods and services in the future? And of course, the answer is we want more, which of course is why we don't want inflation, which is why we don't want, which is why we want Bitcoin. You listen to the Mark Moss Show. I'll be right back. All right, welcome back. You are listening to the Mark Moss Show, and we're talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. We're talking about this this entire you know crypto revolution that you hear so much about. We're talking about um, all these digital tokens. This this is a whole revolution. And and what I'm really focusing on before we went to the break is is focusing on why. <laughs> why do we need it? What what what's the importance of it? Because you know it all comes back down to you know why it's important to you. It said, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. I don't like it when someone say it's, it's not worth anything because it might not be worth anything to you, but it should, you know, sure as heck worth something to me or to, to other people. But the only, the only people that would say that it's not worth anything are people that don't understand it. And so um, we were talking about before the break how uh, inflation is at a new 30-year high, over 6% per the consumer price index. But it's really way higher. Um, they've, they've changed that CPI number multiple times. They changed it in the 80s. They changed it in the 90s. If we went back to how they calculated in the 1980s, we're at over 15% inflation. But even that's low. Um, it affects us differently. But, you know, gas at the pump's up 50%, right? Homes are up 30%. Um, and so it affects us differently. And the reason why is because they're printing so much money. Um, and they're, you know, they're basically stealing from you. That's what they're doing when they're printing that money. Now, what happens is... Um, any any nation, any government does this um, towards the end as they're losing their grip at the end of the empire, they impose something called capital controls. And the capital controls are basically a way that they do what they say. They control the capital, meaning they don't allow you to move the money in or out of the market because they need to control it. So what happens is if, uh, you know, you're in Venezuela, it's a good example of hyperinflation where the money is like literally losing, you know, inflated by 2,500% a year. The money's losing value so fast, you have to go out multiple times a day to buy goods and services because it's like, it's, it's literally going up that fast. And so what they do, um, people are like, I need to, I need to get rid of these, um, Venezuelan dollars, Bolivars, as fast as I can. And so I'll exchange them for, for U.S. dollars because U.S. dollars aren't, aren't losing their value that bad. And so what they do, uh, and the more people that would leave the um, Venezuelan dollar to go to the American dollar, um, the more people that do that, the faster the Venezuelan dollar drops and they have less control over it. And so they do something called capital controls to lock you in so you don't have a way out. There's no life raft for you. You're going down with the ship, they say, right? And so let me give you some examples of how they do this. So um, in, in, in pretty much every, every nation in the world has a central bank. The central bank <laughs> prints the money, <laughs> stealing from us. And then above all the nation's central bank, there's the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. It was founded back in 1944 under the Bretton Woods Agreement when the entire world agreed to go on the, a global mon monetary system under the gold standard. And so the IMF kind of sets like global mon monetary policy. And there's a, there's a paper that I was reading this week, and it was written back in uh, January 21st, 2015 from the IMF. It's called The Liquidation of Government Debt. The Liquidation of Government Debt. Just think about that title for a second. So it says here, the summary, I'm going to read it directly from their, from their thing. I'll read it, uh, quote it. High public debt often produces the drama of default and restructuring. Uh, okay. So what they're saying is when you have a lot of debt, 
there's a greater than average chance that you might default or have to restructure it. Okay, sure, it makes sense. It says, but debt is also reduced through financial repression. Mm, keyword there, financial repression. I'll, I'll explain that more. So the debt's reduced through financial repression. It's a tax on bondholders and savers via negative or below market real interest rates. Okay. So it's a tax on bondholders and savers. So if you're saving money in your bank account, then there it's a tax on you because they're printing money. They're stealing the value of the dollars in your bank account. But also if you're a bondholder, so most people that are using financial advisors today have something known as a 60-40 portfolio. 60% goes into stocks, 40% goes into bonds. Well, they do that. They've put you into that 60-40 split so they can steal money from you. This is what they're saying. Let me go on. It says, after World War II, capital controls and regulatory restrictions created a captive audience for government debt. Okay, let me read that again. <laughs> capital controls and regulatory restrictions created a captive audience for government debt, limiting tax base erosion. So again, capital controls, they're forcing you to stay in a captive audience. They won't allow you to get out and save yourself. It says, financial repression is most successful in liquidating debt when accompanied by inflation. So inflation, they print money, makes your dollars worth less. And then what they're doing is below um, real interest rates. So what does that mean? So when you're buying bonds, you buy the bonds, which is government debt. So the government wants to borrow money. They issue a bond. You buy the bond. They agree to pay you the money back plus interest, right? Right now, today, a 10-year um, treasury bond is paying you about 1.5%, 1.5%-ish. Um, and so if I guarantee or I give the government my money, um, here you go, 10 years, you have it. You give me my principal back plus 1.5% interest. But inflation is 6.5%. So I'm making 1.5%. But I'm losing 6.5%, which means I'm actually losing net 5% of my money. So basically what's happening is I'm paying the government to borrow my money. Instead of them paying me, I'm literally paying them. Does that make sense? Because it's negative yielding. I'm actually losing more. So they're paying me back with, with uh, weaker currency. And so they're basically created this trap. This is per the International Monetary Fund's paper. And so all these financial advisors have been basically kind of hired, put together by, by the governments, by the central banks to put you into these 60-40 splits. Um, so all your money is tied up in the bond market so they can punish both saver, in their own words, financial repression, both savers and both bondholders. That's why Bitcoin is here. Bitcoin is the life raft. Bitcoin is the release valve. If you don't like the value of your dollars being stolen from your savings account, which I don't, I don't, I can't imagine anybody likes that. They just don't know about it. Uh, if you don't like the idea of your, your financial advisor pushing you into a, into a bond portfolio, that's literally losing money and designed to steal your wealth, which again, I can't imagine you would, well, you don't have another option. Well, you do. I mean, I, I suppose you could buy, um, you know, stocks, right? But still, they're still deflating. They're still stealing the value from that. And that's why Bitcoin. Bitcoin gives us that release valve. It gives us that way to get outside of it. Uh, cryptocurrencies do that. Um, and, and that's exactly why China made cryptocurrencies illegal. 
um, about you know five, six months ago. They're in really bad shape. I'm not going to get super deep into China, but they're in really bad shape. And they do not want people escaping out of their currency because as more and more people escape, the faster the currency goes and then it pushes. So people bail the dollar, go to Bitcoin, Bitcoin goes up and the dollar goes down. Well, people are like, well, shoot, I'll go to Bitcoin, which pushes up, the dollar goes down. And then the more that people do it, the faster it goes. And eventually it's out of control. That's how fast. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that starts to spiral out of control. Once it starts, you can't really put the genie back in the bottle. And that is why Bitcoin. Hopefully that makes sense. Now, I want to tell you one other thing. I want to tell you about the supply chains um, because this the CPI number, the 6.5% inflation, um, it's not going away. They're blaming it on supply chains. And I want to explain to you why that's not the case so you can better understand why we need something like Bitcoin cryptocurrencies to have that alternative. Uh, by the way, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show where I talk to you about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution, bring you the information you need to benefit from the largest wealth transfer we will ever see in our lifetimes and multiple lifetimes. Again, it's The Mark Moss Show. I'll be right back. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be. To be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore a Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. 
If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show, and we're talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the decentralized revolution that's taking the world by storm. And, you know, there's so many angles. It's such a big subject. It's such a big topic. I've been researching and writing and speaking and talking about this for seven years, and it never gets old because it's changing so fast. And the more that I learn, the more that I realize that I don't know. And so... Each and every week, I'm coming at it from a totally different angle with a totally different way to look at it. And the more angles you have, the more ways that you can look at it, the better equipped you'll be to take advantage of what's really going on. And so I come to you each and every week, uh, grab your phone, pull out a pull out your phone, put a calendar reminder at this time, this date, this channel, and I'll be back with you each and every week. Um, and, and I think it's going to be the most profitable part of your week. Now, um, before the break, I was talking about um, why. Why do we even need this? Because a lot of people have that question. It's stupid. It's pointless. It makes no sense. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, um, it may be worthless to you, but it's, it's not worthless um, to everybody else. And so I was trying to explain one of the, one of the many, many reasons why uh, it, it's important. So we were talking about this week, the, the government, the United States government put out the CPI numbers, the consumer price inflation numbers, uh, consumer price index numbers, which shows the inflation. It's at a 30-year high over 6%. And how I was explaining how that's basically theft. Um, Basically, that means your dollars are just buying less goods and services. And I went on to explain how they use capital controls to lock you in the system and how the IMF published a report that says that that's actually their stated goal. They're literally uh, keeping you trapped so they can continue to steal your wealth um, not only through inflation, which robs your savings, but also through negative yielding bonds. And so they're stealing from your bonds as well. So if you're with a financial advisor and they're putting you in a 60-40 uh, portfolio, uh, I would recommend to find a new financial advisor. Um, but moving on from that, I wanted to talk about something which was uh, – uh, I, I used the term gaslighting before. The media is always gaslighting us. They're telling us what we see, what we hear. Um, is not what we see and what we hear. And so um, they're saying, you know, nah, inflation's not a problem. It's it's fine. It's fine. But like, meanwhile, it's like twice as much to fill up your tank. Um, and now what they're telling us is that uh, the, the, the inflation's transitory is going to go away. And the reason why is because it's about the supply chains. And once the supply chains get fixed, then uh, everything's going to be okay. And uh, inflation goes away. And I would say that's gaslighting. <laughs> they're lying to your face or they're just ignorant and they don't know. Um, thankfully for you, I'm not. And I can break it down to you really, really easier. So let me, let me tell you how this works. And t- let me tell you why this is not the case. So they want to say that the supply chains are, uh, you know, we have, we have massive price inflation because we can't get enough goods and services. And we can't get enough goods and services because the supply chains are, are breaking down and they say it's logistical. They can't get enough boats in the harbor. They can't unload the, the cartons fast enough from the boats. They don't have enough trucks to pick up the cartons, et cetera. And so it's a logistical problem. It's not, a, it's not an inflation problem. It's a logistical problem. <laughs> but the reason why we have a logistical problem is because of the inflation. So let me explain. So first off, you have to understand that 
money is a lot of things, but one thing that money is, is it's, it's communication. Money communicates value. And so in the United States, 330 million people in the world, almost 8 billion people globally. Um, right here um, in my hand as I'm talking to you is my iPhone. And my iPhone probably has thousands and thousands of parts inside of there from the glass to the microchips to the processors to the boards to the plastic. I mean, you name it, right? Thousands of parts. And each one of those parts is made by thousands of vendors who are have thousands of vendors they work with. So from, all the way from the raw materials, the, 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 the minerals coming out of the ground, and the person takes it and puts it into a chip, and that chip goes into a board, and that board goes into a harness, and that and on and on and on, right? So how is it that the exact product that I need shows up on the shelf when I need it? How is all of these people coordinating? How do they all coordinate? Are they all like in one giant message board? They're all like in a Twitter or like a Discord or something? Like how do they coordinate all that? Simple. They do it with the price. The price is the signal. Money is the communication. The price is the signal. So when the prices go up, let's say that I'm eating, I love vanilla ice cream. Um, Today, I want chocolate. I don't know why. I just want chocolate. Well, if enough people go buy chocolate, the price of chocolate will go up. And two things will happen. One, people buy less of that. And two, uh, manufacturers go, shoot, we better buy, make more chocolate. So what we typically say is that high prices are the cure for high prices. So right now, um, prices are going up. Everyone's buying as much stuff as they can. And the prices are going up. And we can't get it in the country fast enough. Well, as the prices go up, it should be the cure. So people would buy less and manufacturers would make more. But two problems are here. One, the United States government has dumped about $8 trillion of fake fiat counterfeit money into the system. They just poured a big old thing of gas onto a fire. And so when prices go up, people should buy less, but people aren't buying less because people don't care because people got $8 trillion dumped onto their head. So that mechanism, the signal is gone. And then on the other side of the equation, people can't make more of it because inflation is so high. It's, it's not real demand. It's artificial demand. And now for them to increase their production, um, the prices are so high, it's not worth it for them. And also what would happen is they said, well, you know, this, this, this port can only bring in this many ships. So let's build a new port. Let's build new ships. Well, by the time they got that done, it would be what's called malinvestment, a bad investment, malinvestment. And the reason why is because as the prices go up, people will um, be will be forced to buy less uh, wants and more needs. I'll be focused to buy more of the stuff I really need and not as much of the stuff I just wanted. But because the prices will be going so high, I'll still be spending more money. So let's say that the U.S. is importing $100 billion a month worth of goods. Um, but what happens is, and let's say it's a thousand containers a month. Um, let's say that inflation keeps going up and now we're importing $120 billion worth of goods, but instead of a thousand containers, it's only 800 containers now. And so those companies went and opened up more ports and more ships, but we didn't need them. It was bad investment. And the reason why it was a bad investment and the reason why people are buying more is because of the money supply, because of the inflation. So uh, they say it's not the it's not it's not the money printing it's not inflation causing it it's logistics well they're 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 right but what's causing the logistics problem is the question and again that's why Bitcoin that's why having a sound money system that cannot be artificially inflated is the most important thing when somebody can print money create money from thin air. 
it causes these problems. A lot of people think like, uh, you know, shoot, let's just lock everybody down in their house and we'll just print a bunch of money and send it out to everybody. Uh, we can just, let's just make everybody rich. How about, how about let's, I'll tell you what, tell you what, tell you what. How about um, everybody in the United States tonight, um, we're going to put a, we're going to put a billion dollars in everybody's bank account. When everybody wakes up in the morning, they're going to have a billion dollars in their bank account. You wouldn't be any more rich because all you have is money. You would have to use that money to go buy goods and services, goods and services, wealth. But what happened is everybody got the same amount of money. So now you end up with more money chasing the same amount of goods and services. And what happens? The goods and services go up in value and you end up buying the same amount of goods and services, but for a lot more money. Now, it doesn't, of course, happen evenly, perfectly smooth like that, which is why we see the prices of some things going crazier and some things are not as much. Um, that's why some parts are harder to get than others, um, because it's not a smooth event. Uh, you can't control the economy like that. The economy is organic. The, co the economy is a complex system. And so um, this is the problems that you have. And this is why going to a sound money supply like Bitcoin that nobody can control is important. Uh, Bitcoin is a decentralized um, protocol, a decentralized um, database. Nobody can control it. Nobody can create more of it. Nobody can create less of it. Nobody can do anything. Nobody can control it. Nobody can say who gets what, right? Like uh, I used the, the reference earlier, the banks print up money and give it to BlackRock. They go buy real estate. Um, nobody can do that with Bitcoin. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, I want to get into a couple things that I hear. I get about 5,000 comments a week. By the way, you're listening to The Mark Moss Show, talking about Bitcoin and decentralized um, cryptocurrencies. I want to get into a couple of the really, really, really big um, objections that I hear. We'll talk about, uh, will the government make it illegal? Is it a deep state ploy? And more. You're with us in The Mark Moss Show. I'm going to be right back. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to The Mark Moss Show. And we are talking about Bitcoin. We're talking about cryptocurrencies. We're talking about the decentralized revolution. I appreciate you hanging out with me. It's the I'm trying to make it the most important, the most profitable part of your week. And I can tell you, um, it is. It will be. It will be for sure. Now, I've covered a lot of ground. Uh, I can't go back and recap everything. But I basically have been talking about why. Why? We need this movement to happen. Why the current financial system we have is causing all the problems that we have today. Um, and so if you missed that, you can go back and get some of these episodes later on the uh, iHeart Podcast Network. Just I think you can just Google search uh, the Mark Moss show and you'll find those because we went over a lot of important stuff. But I wanted to talk about some real big common objections that I hear. I get about 5,000 comments a week across my YouTube and Twitter and Instagram profiles. And while I don't read all of them, I try to read as many of them as I can. If you do want to get a hold of me, hit me up on Twitter. I'm just one Mark Moss. It's the number one Mark Moss. Send me a message. Tell me you heard me here. Um, but, you know, I, I get all these objections. I, I've heard them for years. Um, and, and I want to address a couple of those. And so uh, the first one I want to address, and this is the biggest one. I tweeted about this, I think, two days ago. went pretty viral. got like 100,000 impressions. And uh, I guess I'm not that big of a, of a guy on Twitter. But um, basically, it, I, was, I was talking about this objection that I hear all the time, is that the government is just going to make it illegal. They're just going to make it illegal. That's what everybody says. That's like their, their big... Aha, gotcha moment, right? Like, uh, what are you going to say about that? And so um, I tweeted out, I said, of all the objections to Bitcoin, the one that gets me the most is, but the government will make it illegal. And I said, if a billion people don't want it to be illegal, then it won't be. Stop being a defeatist and a victim of the state. 
but I want to get in a little bit deeper than that. So I tweeted that out, but I want to dig in a little bit deeper for you. So a couple things, there's a couple angles we can do this. So first of all, stop being a defeatist. Uh, the government is for the people, by the people, elected by the people. If the people don't want it to be illegal, then it shouldn't be illegal. So stop being a victim, stand up and declare what it is that you want. There's over 50 million people in the United States that own Bitcoin. There's, there's hundreds of millions around the world. If a billion people don't want Bitcoin to be illegal, guess what? It ain't going to be illegal, right? So that's the first thing. Stop being a defeatist. Stop being a victim. I hate hearing that because basically you're just admitting that you're a victim of the state and the state's going to do whatever they want, all right? But let's dig into some more practical stuff. So I want to tell you why. I want to tell you why they can't make it illegal. I want to tell you why they won't make it illegal. And I'm going to tell you why they don't even want to make it illegal. All right. So first, let's see if I can cover all this here. Uh, first, why they can't. All right. So all they can, they, they can't stop Bitcoin. What they could do is prevent you from getting it. They could say, hey, if we catch you with it, we'll, you know, life in prison or we'll kill you on site, right? They could do that. Uh, but they can't stop the network. So all they're doing is banning uh, their people from using it, but they're not stopping it or banning the rest of the world. So they can't stop it. Um, but I say they can't do it. And the reason why is because Bitcoin has reached this level of entrenchment that it's, it's just too much today. So we have uh, over two dozen high ranking senators and congressmen, congresspeople in office right now today that are hardcore Bitcoiners. So it's, it's reached a big level of entrenchment inside the government. All right. So they don't want it to be illegal. Patrick McHenry, uh, Republican, uh, head of the Financial Services Committee. Cynthia Loomis. I mean, they're the ones that are pulling the strings here. They don't want it to be illegal. They're Bitcoiners. Um, so, so, so it's inside the government, but also it's bigger than that. It's outside the government. So um, if you understand how the, the government works, this is, I'm not happy about it. It's a problem. But basically, um, lobbyists, people go lobby the government. They spend a bunch of money to push their policies. And um, they you know, spend a bunch of money and they author these bills, these lobby groups, they author bills and give them to the, to the um, lawmakers and the lawmakers just sign them. They co-sponsor them. And so it's really the lobby groups that are the ones writing the laws. Now, guess who, guess like what one of the biggest groups of lobbyists are? If you guessed the financial services in Wall Street, you'd probably be right. And we now seen uh, most of the big banks, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, US Bank, um, they all have built Bitcoin services. New York Stock Exchange, E-Trade, or TD Ameritrade, uh, Venmo, PayPal, they've all built out Bitcoin services. They've spent collectively probably hundreds of billions of dollars to build all these services in place. Um, they sure as heck don't want it to be illegal, right? So they're going to fight like heck, right? Uh, 50 million people, 50 million Americans are going to fight like heck. The, the senators, lawmakers in, in, in government are going to fight like heck. Um, and so I just don't see how they could do it. I, the, the war would just be too much. Now, let's also talk about why they don't want to, why they wouldn't even want to. So uh, another approach to this um, topic, well, you know, now also we got that ETF approved like uh, a couple weeks ago. So the ETF's approved now. 
Um, Wall Street's just too ingrained. The government's too ingrained. Now we have nation states that are buying it. You know, now it's a now it's national security. We have to stay in it. Uh, also, the U.S. became the largest beneficiary of Bitcoin mining when China kicked it all out of their country about four or five months ago. So those are all reasons why they they can't do it. But why why would they not want to? Well, um, you know, in March of 2020, the economy crashed. Um, obviously, right, the pandemic happened, and um, the government since then has you know pumped out about eight trillion dollars, both both from the Fed and and from the from the government. Um, to do one thing, to keep the markets from crashing, right? <laughs> Everything they're doing is trying to prevent the markets from crashing. So if they're literally you know, bankrupting the company uh, just to keep the markets from crashing, because if the markets crash, then the pensioners are going to lose all their pensions, and you're going to have civil unrest, and the whole world's going to unravel. They don't want that to happen. So... Um, why would they go make Bitcoin illegal? They would suck about a trillion dollars out of the economy like that. Like what? Like, so let me get this straight. So for the last year and a half, they've been doing every trick in the book, including printing $8 trillion from thin air to keep, for one reason, to keep the markets from crashing. And then they're going to go just make Bitcoin illegal and suck a trillion dollars out of the economy and crash the markets? Like, why would they do that? <laughs> There's no way they would do that. They would have, if they want the market to crash, they would have just let it crash. So um, that's why they wouldn't want to. They don't want the markets to crash. They're doing everything they can to prop it up. And so, you know, anything is probable. I'm not saying 100% guaranteed, without a shadow of a doubt, they'll never try to make it illegal. I'm not trying to say that. Um, but at this point, I believe that ship has sailed. They know they can't stop people from using it. And think about it. Think, look, look at the war on drugs. They spent uh, over $2 trillion on the war on drugs. And drug use is more prevalent today than it was before. And drugs have to be grown and cultivated and packaged and processed and shipped and smuggled and distributed. And they can't even stop that. They can't even stop them from getting in a prison. And when the government tells you you shouldn't do drugs, it doesn't make you want to go do it. But... How could, they, how, how could they stop something completely digital that they can't see or track or trace? And when they say, hey, you don't have the right to store your wealth in a way that we can't seize or steal from you, it kind of makes you want to do it. Kind of makes you want to do it. So I just don't see it. Like I said, I, I can't say for 100%. I don't, I don't have a crystal ball. Um, but I think for those reasons, the level of entrenchment we've reached in the government, level of entrenchment we've reached in, in Wall Street, um, and just the incentives and motivations of, of what they're trying to do by, by propping the, the economy up, the markets up with fake money. Um, they just know that they would wreck the market if they did that. They would rather Bitcoin go up to a billion dollars a coin and tax the crap out of it. That's what they'd rather do. They need the tax revenue. And so they don't want to suck it out of the economy. They want it to pump to the moon and then tax you. And that's exactly what they're doing. That's a topic for another show. Um, a good majority of the budget that the government brings in today is from capital gains. So they're pumping up assets, stocks, real estate to get that tax revenue. And I think they'll do the same with Bitcoin as well. But what do you think? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love it if you'd hit me up on social media. I'm one Mark Moss, the number one Mark Moss. You can search me on all the big platforms. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear a question. And I'd be more than happy to answer it for you here when I'm back with you. On the next show, of course, you listen to the Mark Moss show talking about Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies. We're talking about this entire decentralized revolution. It's the biggest opportunity that you'll ever see that I've ever seen that we'll ever see collectively between us. 
And that's why you should be with me each and every week. It's the most profitable, uh, most important time of your week. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.